nerds. ESPN plus the ESPN app. But this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini. And this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9 The Game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. The round, the wow. Round, the round, round mound of rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. Kumbaya, and it's all good. And- it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. It's Thursday. It's Throwback Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. It's whatever you want this Thursday to be. It's a rainy Thursday. It is a rainy Thursday. It's just one of those gray, rainy, wintry days. And we're here to help you through it all. And uh, coming up here on uh, today's uh, program, of course, we got a good show uh, lined up for you. We'll be talking to some uh, local sports uh, coming up. Not a lot happening uh, from uh, last night. Uh, and we'll get you set for the uh, schedule for this evening. A lot more uh, girls basketball on the uh, schedule for today. Uh, the new polls for the basketball for boys and uh, girls that came out for the state of Illinois yesterday. So we'll, we'll check in on that and where our local teams stand there. We'll also uh, check up on some Major League Baseball, the hot stove, and the winter meetings have uh, come to a conclusion. And uh, it uh, was another big signing last night and uh, someone finally choosing San Diego after uh, a couple of people uh, chose not to go there but we'll talk about that and dive deeper into that coming up here in just a little bit and we'll also hit on uh, the uh, NFL NBA NHL as well in whatever you don't get to in those national sports we will get to in the uh, podcast maybe a little college basketball as well and uh, whatever we don't get to here on the Trust Show Hour, we'll get to the end of the uh, podcast. And of course, you can find that podcast wherever you find your uh, favorite uh, podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com. Go over and uh, check it out and uh, get it done. Of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meets, Ting the Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and at the top of the state of bank, we uh, salute them for sponsoring the program. All right, so I've set the table, and we need to jump right into it. Got a lot of things to get to here today. Of course, I always say that, but let's get into it, and let's kick it off, and let's start it off with First Things First. Before we get into the show.
first things first. And we are starting off with a little local-ish sports here in the state of Illinois, at least as the IHSA had their board meeting yesterday. And it was announced yesterday evening, late afternoon, that IHSA came down with a decision on where the football state championships will be participating. And it was decided that it will be in normal or Bloomington normal on the campus of Illinois. Illinois State and Hancock Stadium for the next four years 2023 to 2027 is where the football state championships will be up there on the campus of Illinois State Hancock Stadium is the host now of the state championships for football yeah and first of all this is not the first time they've been at uh Hancock Stadium at ISU. They hosted the very first uh, football state finals back in 74 and over 100 IHSA football championships from 74 to 98. So I guess I didn't realize that that, uh, this uh, stadium in uh, Bloomington, I usually kind of associate them with kind of the basketball state finals with the girls, but I didn't realize that they hosted the football championships for so long. Well, and and part of the reason why they're going there, Travis, is they just underwent a big $23 million renovation in 2013 that included a new press box which hopefully we will get to see um, yes. as well as a transformation of the east side of the stadium new chair back seating suites and more stadium wide upgrades and then they broke ground on an indoor football practice facility right adjacent to hancock stadium in april of 2022 that will be completed in time for the state finals this yeah. was a big thing that they yeah. had this indoor practice facility for these teams to practice um from everything I read, that was kind of the tipping point for mm. ISU against the other schools. And we'll talk about the other schools that submitted bids uh, here in just a moment. But um, I think Bloomington is kind of centrally located. It's not yeah. too far north. It's not too far south. It's mm. it's kind of right in the middle. Um, yeah. It's the second biggest you know college stadium in the state mm-hmm. behind, obviously, Memorial Stadium. Yeah. So I think it's a decent call. Yeah, I think it was a fair compromise. Of course, you're not going to have everyone uh, be happy. There's always going to be those one or two teams or maybe several teams that are going to have to make the long-distance uh, travel, but you, you can't make everyone happy, and it can't just be like an hour trip uh, away from everyone. So I think this was a fair uh, compromise. And then also another thing that I know that the IHSA was looking for was consistency, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, bids for uh, Champagne as it's going to be moving out of there as that's kind of where it's been uh, recently switching off with DeKalb uh, there. But due to the Big Ten uh, schedule, uh, they couldn't promise uh, consistency. So they only submitted bids for 2024, 2026, and 2028 for the University of uh, Illinois there. so I know that's not going to help anything. Right. Yeah, and I thought maybe it would cause a lot of logistics at the beginning of the season and it would either push it back or it would bleed it into the basketball season even more. But I thought maybe there was a compromise that if you wanted to keep it in Champaign, the state championships, you would either start the season a week later or a week earlier, I would say a week later, uh, in the years that the uh, football team is going to finish at home mm-hmm. uh, there. But, again, a lot more logistics involved, and it's a lot simpler to uh, just have it there for the next four or five years 
uh, there uh, at ISU uh, there in Bloomington. And, you know, the other schools you mentioned, uh, Champaign, uh, on the, the even years, uh, Northern Illinois University in DeKalb and SIU in Carbondale each submitted bids for 2023 through 2027. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked on air about normal or about uh, DeKalb and how we thought, well, the city's not great for hosting that. And we also thought that Carbondale was too far south. Yeah. They wouldn't go there. And that's basically, you know, it, this was the best decision. Now, what I find interesting, Travis, is I don't know what the usual contract are for years of mm-hmm. hosting. Yeah. But 2027 kind of lines up with that Chicago Bears stadium being built. Yeah, I think I, I did. Just saying <laughs> that that kind of lines up when that Bears stadium in Arlington Heights is supposed to be finished. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me if it goes there after 2027. Sure. This is lining up to to fit that. Yeah, I think I did see some someone bring that up on social media. Did bring that up that uh, just conveniently uh, lines up with that aspect. So uh, I guess we'll see uh, down the line and uh, talks with that uh, possibly uh, later on. So and. Did you know, Travis, only four stadiums have ever hosted the state football finals? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I, maybe I knew that they were in Bloomington, but I mm-hmm. didn't I realize that they were there for quite a while. And yep. Yeah, the, they uh, played at Northwestern for like four years, at least yep. the, yep. the higher years, classes. Four years at Northwestern for that 5 and 6A back when it was only a 6A system. Yeah. And then, of course, Champaign and DeKalb. Hmm. So uh, those are the four. Um but what I found interesting, Travis, is we had heard rumors and talks about going to Northwestern for the bigger classes. We both were kind of like, well, that's odd. They did it back in the 80s. Yeah. So that there is a precedent for it if they wanted to go that route. Now, they ended mm-hmm. up obviously not going that route because you're going to have the same problem with Northwestern that you had with Illinois in the Big Ten schedule. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think this was a great compromise. I think it's a great area. I think it's centrally located. Uh, the Bloomington Normal area is a busy enough area where people can go and and enjoy themselves. The school is right in the middle of town. It's you know you don't have to travel. It's not away from everything. It's right yeah. there. So uh, I I think this is a great call for the IHSA board. Right, yeah, I think it was a pretty uh, fair compromise in in that aspect. Uh, but you know, I know that uh, you kind of like to see it there at the U of I, uh, being the uh, state university. Uh, they're holding the state championships, and I know uh, Coach Abilama has uh, a lot of pride in uh, having the pulse on uh, the high school and him reaching out to everyone in the state and whatnot, and he would have liked to have had it here, but I guess it was kind of out of his control yeah. uh, there with uh, it, as much as I know that he liked the Champagne submitting a right, bid right. there. kind of was like me. We could have worked out some sort of compromise there with uh, even the the odd years uh, there, but but uh, if I might just say I want consistency, right? Yeah, I want and I you know I want the students who are going to go to state and football to know every year before the start of season where they're going to go every season. Yeah, you know, not well on the even years you're going here and on the odd years you're going <laughs> yeah. here because I'm sure it's also logistic you know logistic issue as far as you know getting the equipment, the manpower, the announcers, the production team to put those broadcasts on and all that and changing it year to year to year changing hotels and stuff like that you can you can do if you have the same place for four years you can build relationships 
with those areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they're trying to do. I don't think this is in any way a a shot at U of I or Coach Bielema oh, no. or anything like that. It's no. just the way the Big Ten schedule is. You know, and the, the only way you can alleviate that is you, if you're Illinois, is you would have to find a way to make one of those earlier bye weeks in the season a Big Ten conference game and get rid of that last conference game that Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. But that's the only way. Sure. Right. <coughs> yeah. But uh, instead, we don't have to uh, worry about that as uh, now it's going to be there in Bloomington normal. Now, before we move on from this, mm-hmm. there's another thing that the board made actions on that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Because I find this intriguing. The board approved a recommendation to offer a license for IHSA official. Now, this is a provisional license that will be available to 15- and 16-year-olds and allow them to officiate IHSA contests through the freshman level. Travis, hmm. we're going to have freshmen officiating fellow freshmen? I know we're in an officiating crunch. Crisis. And there's yes. a lot of, but a 15- and 16-year-old is going to officiate other freshmen. To me... Mm-hmm. That is odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That smells desperation for officials. Right. Well, it's it's definitely uh, maybe getting get to that point of trying to get, uh, you know, uh, the only way of getting new officials and, is the younger generation and uh, to uh, start them early like and, that. And here's the thing. They would have to almost have to officiate their own school. So then you worry about biasism because if they're 15, they can't drive to a different school. Yeah. I mean, I guess their parents could take them if they wanted to, but they would have to officiate their school. So Hmm. then are you concerned about biasism? Because, again, it's their peers. It's not like they're (laughs) 18, you know, officiating the freshmen. They're freshmen officiating freshmen. Sure. These are guys that they're in the class every day with. Yeah. You can't tell me they're not going to show a little biasism. Right. And I guess the thinking is it's freshmen. It really doesn't matter which maybe that's what I should be thinking as well. But to me, I just found that very peculiar. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely uh, interesting. Hmm. Didn't, uh, didn't go uh, diving deeper into that one. It, uh, uh, the executive director, associate executive director, Kirk Gibson, said, quote, the shortage of officials both nationally and here in Illinois has been well chronicled. We have seen an uptick in registered officials so far in 2022-2023 and hope this new provisional license helps create even more momentum. The opportunity to get 15- and 16-year-olds working lower-level high school games will broaden the pool of officials in what we hope is a supportive environment that enables younger officials to build the necessary confidence to have success while wearing the stripes. Mm -hmm. I just, and and I'm going to do more information here while we're uh, continuing on with the show, because to me, like I said, this is just bizarre and i want to know the specifics i want to know if they can do their own school if they have to go to somewhere else if you know i i want to know some of that because again i don't know how you can't be unbiased with your classmates Mm -hmm. because then if you do make a bad call which all officials do no official is perfect yeah are they gonna you know pick on them the next day at school 
Yeah. Like, how does that, you know what I mean? Like, how does that work? Right, yeah. My, my guess would be, yeah, somehow, some way, they would not be doing uh, their own school. But, yeah, like you said, they're they're only 15. Uh, they can drive uh, anywhere, possibly. Yep. So, uh, yeah, definitely uh, more research needed to be done uh, for that. But, uh, yes, trying to get some new and uh, younger officials to uh, grow the game. And we definitely need uh, more and more officials are for sure get the younger generation involved. So that's uh, part of that reason why. So uh, that was the uh, big thing that uh, came out of the uh, meeting uh, last night or yesterday that the football state championships out of Champaign and DeKalb and into Bloomington Normal. It says nothing. I'm looking at the license uh, official proposal. It doesn't say anything at all about officiating uh, what games they can and can't do. So. Mm. Okay. That's something to keep an eye on. Something something to ponder there. And uh, coming up, we'll uh, continue doing, uh, to be talking some uh, local sports. So let's go to the uh, basketball floor, the hardwood, and we'll also take a look at those uh, polls that came out yesterday where our local teams stand uh, there. Coming up next here on the starting lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Last spring, you chose hard-working seed, but did it work as hard as you did? At NK Seeds, we know that all the time, all the effort, comes down to this. All that matters now is yield and how the seed performed on your acre. Because you can't fake performance, and bushels don't lie. Visit nkseeds.com harvest. Hi, this is Casey from JNR Collision Centers. We would like to announce the purchase of Walks Auto Body from Doug Walk. JNR's commitment will be the same as Doug's always was. We will go above and beyond to return your vehicle to pre-accident condition. We will work with you and your insurance company and keep you informed during the entire repair process. Stop by and see us at either Effingham location, 3241 South Banker Street or 1424 East Via Avenue, or call JNR Collision Centers at 877-525-5722. The elves have worked hard all year, and Christmas Eve is finally here. A package ready for every girl and boy, and tonight it's time to deliver the joy. The reindeer were eager as the elves ready the sleigh, but Santa noticed it needed cleaned in the worst way. It had sat in the stable for almost a year and lost all of its luster and most of its cheer. Santa thought, Rudolph, he's saved us before. He'll know who to call, of that I'm sure. Santa went to Rudolph and asked, what can we try? We must not let the children down. It's almost time to fly. Rudolph nodded. He knew what to do. He hitched to the sleigh and off he flew. With the new pressure washer from Crossroads Truck Equipment, the sleigh was sparkling in under a minute. The trip was a breeze, the sleigh so clean and bright. And when they stopped in Effingham later that night, Santa cheered Christmas was saved so quick and efficient. Then Rudolph gave a wink to his friends at Crossroads Truck Equipment. 
Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT-STEP to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT-IN INDIANA, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now, so we teased it, all show, Eric, break the news. Eric, are you there, my friend? The starting lineup. Okay, we have uh, has uh, left the call, so we have dropped Eric. So, unfortunately, we will have to stick around next week. Nine the game. Welcome back in here to the uh, starting lineup. 98.9 of the game ESPN radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Just talked some uh, local uh, football where the uh, state championships will be uh, held for the next four years. Let's switch things up to the hardwood as we'll take a look at uh, one girls game uh, from uh, last night. And that was a Wednesday's two straws as they defeated Ramsey 55-33. to uh, 33. That was the lone high school girls basketball game uh, that we had a score reported in on. Uh, junior high girls basketball, the uh, sectional uh, championships were uh, last night. And in a Class 1A at the 8th grade level, it's Sigel St. Michael with the uh, sectional championship as they defeated Martinsville 41-11 to there. We also had uh, Paris Crestwood uh, sectional championship. It was Paris Crestwood over at Gibson City, 40-21. And we also had in the St. Anthony sectional championship, it was Brownstown with a win over at Dietrich, 31-14 there. We also had the 3A St. Joe sectional championship. It was Robinson Nuttall over Paris Mayo, 23-20. And in Class 4A, we had the Muhammad Seymour sectional championship that went to a Danville Northridge as we had a Danville over Taylorville 36 to a 32 there. Now, uh, tra- backtracking, uh, Sigel St. Michael advances to the eighth grade, uh, state uh, tournament, uh, there, and that'll be a Clinton junior high coming up on a Saturday and a Sigel St. Michael it's going to be going up at 10 a.m. against Peoria St. Vincent de Paul there in the state tournament. In 2A, we have Paris Crestwood, and they advanced to the 230 <laughs> game on Saturday in at Havana High School for the 2A state tournament. They'll be taking on St. George there, and uh, also 
Uh, Brownstown advancing, and they'll be the game before a Paris Crestwood at approximately 1 o'clock against Peoria Christian there. In uh, 3A, we have Robinson and Nuttall advancing, and uh, they're in the 2.30 game on Saturday against Hillsboro there, and that game will be at Georgetown or Germantown Hills Middle School for the uh, 3A uh, state tournament. And uh, 4A, uh, Danville going and they slid into that 1130 uh, slot with Jane Academy or Jane Adams uh, there at a normal Parkside Junior High School uh, there. So good luck to uh, all of those teams. Single yep. St. Michael, Paris Crestwood, Brownstown, Robinson Nuttall, our area teams uh, there in the eighth grade level. And that was it from uh, last night. We got a lot to make up for it this evening, though, as we got a girls basketball full of slate there. We got uh, Blue Ridge hosting Cumberland. We got Casey at Red Hill, Vandalia at Litchfield, uh, Shelbyville hosting Clinton, Lawrenceville at Marshall, uh, Sarah Gordo at Argenta. We got Winds Two Straws of squaring off against uh, Brownstown St. Elmo. We got FEM at Mattoon, Nioga is at Oblong Powhut. Uh, Robinson hosting Newton, Dietrich hosting Martinsville, Flora at uh, Carmine White County, Edwards County at Mount Carmel, Arthur Lovington at Hammond hosting Tolona Unity, Tuscola at uh, Sullivan, Arcola at uh, Decatur Lutheran, we got Tatopolis hosting uh, St. Joe Ogden, Muhammad is at Charleston, Tri-County at Ocot Valley, and Olney going to uh, Paris, Battle of the Tigers uh, yes. there. And then the uh, game of the uh, night in the NTC, at least, it's uh, St. Anthony squaring off against Cowden Herrick Beach City. And it's going to be at the Enlow Center tonight uh, there. St. Anthony, the host in uh, that one, which should be a fantastic matchup. And it's topless as well with uh, St. Joe Ogden uh, yes. there. Could those both those teams be ranked? Could we have a ranked matchup? Well, Ooh. we'll see. Uh, check out on that here in just a second. Uh, we do have one boys basketball game tonight as Sarah Gordo hosting uh, Decatur St. Teresa uh, there. Uh, seventh grade uh, junior high girls basketball uh, state tur- uh, state tournament continues this evening. It's the uh, championships there in uh, Class 1A at Central A&M. We got uh, Washington St. Patrick against Sigal St. Michael. They're at uh, 730 uh, in the uh, Class uh, 3A. Uh, state championship there at Auburn High School. It's Pittsfield uh, Pikeland against Paris Mayo at a 7:30, and then in 4A we got the third place game, uh, seeing Mount Zion against Salika Zurich North. They're at a six o'clock at Bolingbrook Middle School there this evening. So uh, that's a look at the uh, schedule, and we'll take a look at these uh, results uh, on uh, tomorrow's show, and mm-hmm. you can find the scores on our website. FEMradio.com. Just go over there and click on the local sports tab for all of those. All right, so we have enough time here in this segment, and it's time to turn it over to the polls. And that means it's time time for the polls. Let's take a look at this week's polls for high school boys of basketball is where we will start uh, there and we'll start in a uh, 2A. We don't have one anyone uh, I saw in a uh, 3A. Mm-hmm. In a uh, 2A, uh, we got uh, St. Joe Ogden there at a uh, number five. This is the the boys. I'm thinking that the 
Uh, Topless has a showdown with St. Joe Ogden on the boys' side uh, coming up maybe later on this season. Uh, Pre-Central there at uh, number eight. They moved up one spot. Pinckneyville, uh, they moved it down a spot there. They basically just traded spots there. And speaking of the shoes, they got snubbed as uh, they are out of the uh, polls. Uh, again, for uh, this week, only receiving 11 votes there. Um Right behind a Bloomington Central Catholic, but uh, who knows what could happen. Topless, yeah. a couple more wins. They get slide in there uh, next week. Uh, Breeze Modern Day also receiving a 10 votes there. Uh, Carmine White County receiving a, a vote there in 2A. In a class of 1A, a team that uh, just defeated uh, Cumberland as uh, they got the uh, KZ Warriors. Uh, they're at a number four. They uh, slipped down one spot. They were number three last week. Well, they're number four uh, this week. And uh, we talked about them a little bit when we saw the polls last week. But Decatur LSA yeah. jumping up there from not ranked at all. They're sliding in at number six. They're they're a good team, Travis. And they're <laughs> – they, I can't wait. I, I mean, I can wait, but I can't wait to see them uh, coming up in conference play for sure. the Cumberland Pirates. So Yeah, it was like, man, we just talked about them not getting a lot of respect, and then they go from not ranked there to almost cracking the top five. What I find surprising is Casey falling. Now, obviously, I don't know uh, New Berlin, who, who moved up to two from four and kind of leapfrogged Casey there. Um but Casey got a win over North Clay in this rankings period. And North Clay, spoiler alert, is on the outside looking in, but just barely. So I would have thought that that would have given, you know, Casey a little bit of, of cred right. heading into these polls. So, um, but apparently not. Hmm. And these polls that we're looking at here on the AP says Casey has one loss, but I don't remember that at all in this one website that I'm looking at. doesn't have them a loss. Uh, there, so maybe that was a factor. I I don't know, uh, but like you said, uh, North Clay uh, they fell out of the polls. They're still receiving six votes uh, there. We also got a fellow NTC teams receiving votes. We got Windsor Two Straws receiving five after what like a six and one, five and one start, and then uh, also South Central received a, a couple of votes uh, there, and uh, Tuscola receiving a, a single vote there. In the 1A polls on the boys' side of uh, things. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the girls' side. Uh, we do have a team uh, in uh, 3A, Lincoln. They're tied of 4-6 with Deerfield. Uh, they're both teams number, um, or both teams 9-0 and there. And uh, mm-hmm. Lincoln was 8 a week ago, so moving up a spot or two uh, there. Uh, Highland, they received a vote. Rochester received a vote. Uh, as well in uh, class uh, 2A we got Totopolis so they're sitting at a number of six as they fell a spot from a five to a six but only by two points so to Byron but um, Paris they're they're at a number eight they stayed put uh, there um, and then that was it for that as Arthur received the five votes yep. um, Tolona Unity two. Uh, Pena one vote there. I must have been thinking about the boys' side with T-Town and St. Joe uh, Ogden. So 
It looks like they didn't receive anything. Uh, in a class of 1A, we see a Nioga. They uh, technically uh, moved up as they were tied for fourth last week. There, they're at a number three. There with 58 points. Have uh, some work to do for number two though. 73 points yeah. is Okaville, but a Nioga. They're at a number three. They're still holding strong. Yeah, absolutely, and well deserved. Uh, absolutely. You know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna say anything about Nioga anymore. <laughs> No, no, it's totally fine. Uh, number <laughs> Love our <laughs> listeners in yoga. Thanks for listening. It's number six, Tuscola. They're staying put there. St. Anthony, uh, they stayed put at a seven as well. And uh, that was it for the area from 1A in the polls. Altamont on the outside there receiving five By four uh, votes points there. Outside, yep. Yeah, so uh, not too far off. Uh, there, uh, Brown County receiving a, a which, vote there, but that's it. Which probably tells you that the winner of that Altamont St. Anthony game would have made the polls. And, you know, Altamont was probably in before the loss to St. Anthony, you would think. Yeah, it's probably a good a good prediction uh, there. Brimfield 7 and 2, uh, Orangeville uh, 6 and 1. And yeah, if Altamont would have would have pulled that off, they probably would have slid in there. So, uh, but uh, still. Right there on the uh, cusp, so we'll see if they eventually uh, jump in uh, there. But uh, topless in action tonight, uh, St. Anthony in action, uh, CHBC, uh, Nioga, they're all in action uh, this evening. So uh, we'll take a look at uh, what uh, they do and the rest of them coming up tomorrow. So uh, let's uh, step away and uh, take a break, and then uh, let's talk about some uh, Major League Baseball. A big contract was handed out last night on the last day of winter meetings and that's coming up the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back winter is almost here is your car ready for daily commute stock your vehicle with supplies such as snow shovel broom and ice scraper abrasive materials such as sand or kitty litter may help when you get stuck Jumper cables, flashlight, and warning devices such as flares and emergency markers may help when problems arise. Blankets, a cell phone charger, food, water, and necessary medicines may also be necessary for longer trips. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the Effingham Police Department. Please prepare your vehicle and yourself for the upcoming winter. Steps now may protect you and your passengers. There's cleanup jobs. Whoa, that was some party. What a mess. And then there's cleanup jobs. Wow. That was some zombie apocalypse. I'll say. Where do we even start cleaning up this mess? I know just who to call. That's using your brains. Very funny. Cleanup jobs are never fun, but when your computer needs a cleanup, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin and Worth Computer Repair knows what to do and can get you running faster than ever before. Need a loaner? No problem. Don't miss a minute of work or fun on your computer. Call today at 618-292-1002. Basement with a Y. That's basement E. It's basement E. Right. Basement E. You know, Woods Basement Systems. They're the best. Basement E. I get it. That's the basement waterproofing and foundation repair experts at Woods Basement Systems. Woods is the highest rated, most reviewed experts for all things basement E. Get your free estimate with Woods Basement Systems and dry up that wet basement and fix that cracked foundation. Go to WoodsBasementSystems.com. For your peace of mind. That's WoodsBasementSystems.com. 
Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. And now, like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies of all time. No joke. The starting lineup. Blues Brothers. Yeah, the original, not 2000. That one stinks. Wayne's World. Inception. You got four with Draft Day. Oh, The Godfather. Now that, that is a worthy top 10 movie right there. Yep, I'll give you that for sure. I got one from Travis out of five. Yep. Yeah, I'll give you that one. (laughs) On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The St. Louis Blues return home from a three-game road trip to host the Winnipeg Jets at Enterprise Center tonight. Blues are coming off a 7-4 win over the Islanders on Tuesday. St. Louis is in sixth place in the Central Division with 24 points and a 12-14-0 record. Meanwhile, the Jets are the top team in the division. Tonight's game begins at 7 p.m. St. Louis Cardinals are adding some pitching talent to their roster. The team selected right-handed pitcher Wilking Rodriguez in the Rule 5 draft yesterday. The Rule 5 draft allows teams to draft players from other team systems, players not on the 40-man roster, and has been in the minors for a certain amount of time. Rodriguez had a brief stint in the majors back in 2014. He pitched two scoreless innings in two games with the Royals that season. Rodriguez has to stay on St. Louis's active roster throughout 2023, or else the Cardinals have to offer him back to New York. College basketball action yesterday. Southeast Missouri State lost to uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne, 89-68. Eastern Illinois, they fell to Ball State, 76-59. Southern Illinois went down against Indiana State, 74-71. Western Illinois beat Iowa Westland, 84-73. And Missouri State was crushed by St. Mary's, 66-46. Chicago Bulls snapped their three-game losing streak with a 115-111 win over the Wizards at the United Center. Vucevich hit a hook shot with under three minutes left in regulation. Put Chicago up by one and give the Bulls the lead for good. Vucevich and Zach Levine each finished with 25 points in the victory. Chicago is now 10-14. They host Dallas on Saturday. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, and Eric handling the sports center hits as usual. Coming up here, let's talk some Major League Baseball as the winter meetings are wrapped up and we had a, a big signing for the uh, final day. We already chronicled everything that, that happened uh, during the show yesterday, including uh, Wilson Contreras being a uh, St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, but one last signing before winter meetings concluded uh, there. And uh, the uh, Padres, of course, we, we heard that they were in on uh, Trey Turner. We heard that they offered a ton of money to Aaron Judge as well. Well, uh, they finally got someone, and uh, they uh, paid for him as uh, they uh, got Xander Bogarts. That's right. He is a, a San Diego Padre there. Big time contract, two hundred and eighty million for eleven years for Xander Bogarts and, there. And what's interesting about that, Travis? Full no trade, mm-hmm. no opt outs. 
He's there for out. 11 years. Wow. That's – I mean, San Diego wanted a, a, an upgraded offense. They got it. I mean, he's one of the best pure hitters contact-wise in the game. Yeah. Now, to me, you have a log jam on the left side of that infield right now. Yeah. With Machado, Tatis, who's going to come back at some point next season. Mm-hmm. And now Bogarts. Yeah. Do you move Tatis to the outfield? That's what I was hearing a lot of. Yeah, that was a couple of things that I saw in uh, Jeff Passens had an article yeah. on ESPN about it. They they would they would move uh, Tatis to a right field. Uh, or left field, I can't remember which. I, I've seen both, but uh, wherever Juan Soto is more comfortable uh, there, I think he was playing more in right field mm-hmm. more than anything these days. Uh, so they would move Tatis out to a left, and they would uh, stick with Machado there at a third. A Bogarts would slide into the shortstop, and then uh, Kim, who did a nice job filling in for Tatis this year, he would slide into second, and then uh, Cronenworth would slide over to a first base. And right. I guess you could also use uh, utilize uh, Tatis Jr. at DH yeah. as well if you wanted to as well. So I mean, it's a nice problem to have <laughs> in sure. San Diego. Sure. Um, but now... That makes those teams looking for shortstops. Mm-hmm. Boy, you're getting even more desperate now because there's two left. Yeah. Correa and Swanson mm-hmm. out of the big four. Right. And you're going to have to shill out the money to get them. Right, yeah. If I'm particularly those two guys, if I'm someone like, you know, eh, defensively they're better than Bogarts, both of them. Yeah. But in particular, like Correa – if I'm looking at this, like if Bogarts is getting 280 million oh, for yeah. 11 years, what am I going to ask for? Correa what am I going to get paid? Remember, <laughs> yeah, he's right? the youngest of the four, right? So he should, you know, in theory, think get at least that. So the teams mm-hmm. that are in on him, like Trey know, Turner, you think uh, what you gave him 300 million? Yeah, uh, what am I worth? Yeah, a lot more than that. I wouldn't say a lot more. I I think somewhere in between Bogarts and Turner is where Correa is going to end up. Yeah, I do. I think I think Swanson will probably get the least out of the four. Right. He's not as big of a name, and he's not as mm-hmm. sexy of a name right. as those other three are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was huge. I woke I woke up to that this morning, mm-hmm. um, and for my Cubs. Ugh. Travis. <laughs> time is uh time is ticking. Now, the one good thing if I'm a Cubs fan is the two names you've been linked to the most this entire offseason, Swanson and Correa are still out there. Those are the two names that Chicago's been linked to almost since the end of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Specifically Correa. Yeah. Swanson's right. picked up steam in the last week or so. Mm-hmm. So you can at least be okay with that, I think, that the two names that you've been linked to are still out there. Mm-hmm. How much are you going to pay? Yeah. And if you're a team like the Cardinals, who could, you know, they were kind of on the outskirts of that shortstop market. Definitely looking at Bogarts for sure. Ye- I told you this yesterday, Travis. Enjoy Wilson Contreras <laughs> because that's all you're getting. The Cardinals yeah. are not banking this kind of money. Oh, on yeah, a shortstop, no, it's not going to happen. No way. I saw that 280. I yeah. was like, oh, I think it was an overpay, but there was like no way the Cardinals yes. would do anything like that. Yeah. I, I think it was a, a slight overpay, too. Now, I think what helps 
being okay with the 280 is, again, the no opt-out and the full no trade. Mm-hmm. You know he's going to be there. Right. Yeah, because that was uh, significant because uh, you mentioned uh, yesterday, and I see someone, I saw other people uh, making this point as well, that after next season, uh, Machado has yeah. an opt-out in his contract, so he could possibly uh, explore uh, other options he if can. he chose to uh, opt out. Now, what so. I find interesting, Travis, is now that the winter meetings are over, it is definitely quiet on the MLB front as far mm-hmm. as teams, you know. Right. It is quiet. Any new moves. It's mm-hmm. really, really quiet. I mean, I haven't heard anything for hours uh, on anything going on. One other thing yeah, that did happen I... overnight is uh, the Red Sox did get an upgrade at uh, outfield uh, as they signed oh, uh, yes. uh, Musataka. Yoshida mm-hmm. um, from Japan. He's been in the, the Japanese lead for seven years, has 135 home runs in those seven years, batted a career 327, which isn't bad. So uh, they, they signed him to, to a contract. I, I know the Cubs were kind of looking at him as well. So um, that's an upgrade for, for Boston there. But, um, yeah, now you look at, and I actually pulled up our, our free agent spreadsheet, and a lot of the big names, Travis, have been signed. Mm-hmm. We're waiting on Correa. Yep. We're waiting on Swanson. Yep. And we're waiting on Rondon. Mm-hmm. Other than that, after Rondon, I have Bassett and Nimmo, which to me are down. That's the next level. Sure, definitely. I don't, you know, I don't put those two players, nothing against them, but they're not in the same category as Rondon, Correa, and Swanson. Oh, yeah, so, sure. um It'll be interesting to see to see what what teams do now. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it'll be uh, interesting to see what the uh, what the Cardinals uh, do after uh, signing uh, Contreras. There is still maybe uh, maybe we shouldn't uh, we should look elsewhere besides uh, shortstop. We should uh, try to uh, do a pitcher. There, because uh, everyone breaking down on social media, breaking down what our rotation looks like uh, next year. Uh, maybe it's uh, not so uh, strong. That's what we should hey, focus on more than a shortstop. But you signed Adam Wainwright. We did sign Adam you Wainwright. You let Jose Quintana walk to sign Adam Wainwright. I'm not really. That's not really what I was concerned with. Was the other people besides Wainwright, and the fact that it's really no, we have no backup plan if any of these guys go down, which is not a very good uh, option to have because right. ultimately you're going to go through an MLB season and someone's going to go down. Yep. There, so uh, that's not what I'm liking very much either. But I do know uh, that uh, one person that is liking how their night went and how their day is. That's Xander Bogarts. Yeah. 11 years, $280 million. He slept well last night. And he's going to the Padres for 11 years. I mean, San Diego weather for 11 years. A couple couple things, Travis. Mm -hmm. First of all, if you are the Cardinals wanting to get an upgrade at shortstop, I have a great name for you that won't cost you nearly as much as these guys are but can probably help your team. Who's that? Segura. Yeah. I think that'd Maybe. be an upgrade. Yeah. Won't cost nearly as much. Maybe. That sounds like a cardinal thing to do. Yeah. To get a veteran, to get in there. Um but can can I talk about the Cubs real quick, Travis? Sure. Okay. 
And it's it's going to be sad, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. The Sting, you heard my live reaction yesterday on the podcast. Go download it at fmradio.com and listen to it or wherever mm-hmm. you download podcasts. Right. And then I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And Travis says, wouldn't have hurt as much for a Cub fan if you traded Wilson at the All-Star break. If he went somewhere else for, six, for you know, three months and then went to the Cardinals, it wouldn't hurt as much. But it's the fact he walked right from Chicago to St. Louis mm-hmm. and you got nothing back. Yeah. Nothing. You get a second round. say you got back. a compensatory pick. Ooh. <laughs> That's nothing. And the song I was going to do today, Travis, one is the loneliest number. Kyle Hendricks, on his birthday, becomes the <laughs> final Cub from that World Series team still on the roster. Yeah. That is sad. That's sad, right? Mm-hmm. He's the last one standing. Yep. Now, I will say this. I saw a lot of people saying this on social media. I will say that the Cubs lucked out on not giving long-term contracts to Bryant, to Baez. Both, neither of those have turned out to be good deals with those teams they've signed. Yeah, I know it's only been a year, right. but Bryant didn't look good with the Giants. He hasn't looked good since his MVP year. Baez mm. can not hit anything, and he swings at everything. So... The only one I would say out of the, the, the guys that the Cubs traded that they missed on and should have found some way to keep is Kyle Schwarber. Oh, yeah, definitely. You should have found some way to keep Kyle Schwarber. <laughs> yeah. We'll see if Contreras falls, which, you know, when he falls in mm-hmm. uh, at, at this time next season. But out of everyone that you got rid of, I, I think the Cubs not giving long-term deals to Bryant and Baez looking back now a year and a half later. It was a good call. Right. It was it's a also, good call. also uh, Bryant, when he's having trouble just staying on the field, yeah. healthy. Yeah. yeah. He can't do it. Yeah. Now, I will say you probably missed on Rizzo, too. You should have found some way to keep him just because he's the heart and soul of the team. But I can't say that you can't be nostalgic and compete because that's exactly what I would be doing. So, I'm glad Rizzo is in New York and he is competing and succeeding in New York because I can't say that the Cardinals are doing that and then have the Cubs sign Rizzo for no reason other than being nostalgic. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but did, uh, did he resign with the Yankees? Rizzo? I thought he did. Um, maybe, I don't know. I think that was really early. Well, who who went to the Astros? Uh, Abreu. Um, gotcha. I guess so. Yeah, I think he resigned with the, yeah, multi-year deal worth up to fifty-one million. Mm, Two-year deal with a club option for three. Mm, yeah, maybe it was I like was three weeks ago. That was like one of the first moves in the off season. Yeah, a lot of things have happened yes. since yes. since three weeks ago. So, so that would be why. But yeah, if uh, I'm getting increasingly worried, Travis, and I said it yesterday on the show, and I'll say it again, that. Uh, the Cubs have gotten all they're getting this uh, this off season, and I'm not happy with it. Yeah, I, I'd still think that there's a little bit there's a little bit more hope. I don't think you're you're done yet. So, uh, but I'm gonna get the guy I don't want. I don't want Correa, <laughs> Travis. 
hey, you better you better start accepting accepting it because it's probably gonna happen. Uh, <laughs> we uh, we're up against the clock here, and uh, let's uh, close out talking some more uh, national sports uh, on the way with the uh, NFL, NBA, NHL. We'll see all that we can get to coming up here to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important. Employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Dale's Days of Deals start with fresh, limited quantity deals each day on tech to power every passion. Save on select XPS laptops and Alienware PCs powered by 12th Gen Intel Core processors. Don't forget special pricing on latest monitors, docks, and accessories, plus free shipping on everything and monthly payment options with Dell Preferred Account. Just call 877-AX-DELL for days of deal savings. That's 877-AX-DELL, 877-ASK-DELL. Meet Joe A, Hi. Joe B, Hello. and Joe C. What's up? Three everyday Joes perfecting their banking with Chase. Joe A is locking his lost debit card with the Chase mobile app. Joe B is cruising toward his new ride with AutoSafe. And Joe C's Chase banker is helping him budget to go back to school. Tools that help protect, support for what's next. One bank that puts you in control. Visit chase.com slash checking. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Messaging and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. And now, the the number one for me what was the best thing that I saw in sports this weekend. That was on Saturday, hole number fourteen at Oakland Golf Course from a one hundred and one yards out. Uh, Eric Fry with a nine iron sticks one within two feet of the cup, and it was a heck of a golf shot. And it was the best thing I saw in sports this weekend. And now. Feel my moment. thunder. <laughs> Come on, man. Let me gloat about myself. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on ESPN Radio for say a smidge a bit longer. Whatever you don't get to uh, nationally, we'll talk in the uh, pod. Coming up uh, tonight, uh, the uh, next week of the NFL season, NFL week number 14 is upon us. And it begins uh, tonight with Thursday uh, night of football. And it is the uh, Las Vegas Raiders coming into Los Angeles to take on uh, the uh, 3-9 reigning defending uh, Super Bowl uh, champions. And we could have someone, I say we, the Rams, they could have someone that just walked in the door be the starting quarterback. As uh, according to Adam Schefter, uh, he was told that uh, from sources within the organization say that they're going to go through our pregame warm-ups tonight. Uh, uh, for uh, would be the starter, but he's listed as questionable with a neck injury, and uh, they'll go through warm-ups. If Wolford can't go, then Baker would be in line to uh, start tonight versus the uh, Raiders. So 
uh, hey, you just learn the playbook, you just learn our language and whatnot, you're going to be the starting quarterback. But to be fair, he's going up against Derek Carr, who is 0 for 2 against the Rams in his career and has the fifth lowest QBR for a Raiders quarterback against the Rams in their career. Yeah. And it's Derek Carr. <sighs> yeah. Well, the Raiders have been mightily, mightily disappointing. This All season. you have to do, Travis, if you're the Rams, is get an interception. Interception. Derek Carr in his career, 1 and 11 when he throws a pick six. So you just got to get a pick mm-hmm. six. That's all you got to do if you're the Rams. All you got to do. It's uh, easy. But, oh, yeah, easy. It's easy. And uh, Aaron Donald also is not going to play in uh, the game either. He was ruled out. Um, and even to add insult to my entry of not being a huge fan of Baker, he is wearing my favorite number uh, for a quarterback, number 17 there. Ah. That insult to entry there. So, man, if I was a fan of Baker, I could get a jersey there. But I'm not going Maybe to. Maybe you'll become a fan of his. Who knows? Maybe he'll, t- he'll turn the season around and win out. Possibly, yeah. Matt who? And I know that we uh, talked about it when we looked at the upcoming week, but who decided a week before a lot of fantasy football uh, leagues have playoffs to have all these teams on bye weeks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Six teams on uh, bye weeks. Um I don't know how many players really have uh, significant, I guess, you know, if you have Justin Fields, maybe Aaron Rodgers, of course. Jonathan Taylor's been pretty disappointing. So uh, Saints, uh, Kamara, I don't even know if he plays. Taysom Hill, if you want to roll the dice uh, with him. Uh, Commanders have a couple of guys that you maybe utilize. But, yeah, I don't know who decided to have this many teams uh, before the fantasy football playoffs uh, should probably be fired. Uh, though for making that decision, though, but eh. Uh, let's see. So uh, NFL kicking off tonight. Uh, the NBA uh, from uh, last night really quickly uh, to uh, close it out here. The Bulls they picked up that uh, four point win over the uh, Wizards, one fifteen to uh, one eleven. So uh, Bulls get their tenth victory of the season. Yeah. All right, there we go. Turn it around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, the uh, Celtics winning against the uh, Suns last night, 125 to uh, 98. The Jazz is somehow, some way, uh, steal this one literally against the Warriors, 124 to 123 last night. If you didn't see uh, that finish, you should definitely uh, look that one up. That was wild. Uh, Timberwolves beat the Pacers, 121 to 115. Uh, Bucks got another win over the Kings. Uh, John Morant triple double for the uh, Grizzlies over the Thunder and the Lakers without LeBron or AD lose to the Raptors. Siakam got 25 points last night for Toronto, 126-113 to last night. And uh, Kyrie going for 33 in Brooklyn's victory over the Hornets. What's happening tonight? Well, only three games for you for the NBA, and none are nationally televised. On NBA TV, you got Clippers, Heat, and Nuggets, Blazers, and Rockets, and Spurs on this evening as well. Coming up in the uh, pod, we'll take a look at hockey as we'll see what happened uh, last night. Uh, Ovechkin closing in, only five goals away uh, from 800, and we'll check in on what he did uh, last night and uh, where we could possibly uh, see this uh, in the next upcoming uh, week or so or weeks 
or so if where uh ov is going to finally get to 800 uh so we'll take a look at that in the uh podcast but coming up next here on espn radio is a bart and han enjoy and we'll be back here on trust show radio to get you ready for friday and the weekend full of basketball and we'll talk to you tomorrow Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back and welcome to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we still got more things uh, to uh, clean up uh, from uh, the trash hour. Wanted to get into a little hockey uh, talk, and we'll see whatever else we can uh, come up with here in the uh, pod. Is there anything on uh, Sports Center that you wanted to clean yeah, up? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about some stuff on Sports Center. Pacers lost to Timberwolves 121 to 115. They are now 13 12 overall. They are third place in the Central Division, and they will host the Wizards on Friday. Major League Baseball Commissioner Manfred said that Fenway Park is a candidate to host the All-Star Game in 2025 or 2027. The Boston Globe reports that the Red Sox have been lobbying hard to get the game. Fenway has hosted the All-Star Game just three times in its 112-year history, the last being 1999. But Travis, mm. why, you know, it's been longer since Wrigley hosted the All-Star Game. Why can't we go to Wrigley? Yeah, I would say that's been forever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. I was also looking to see if we have already announced uh, 2026 because it didn't include that. Oh, we did. 2026 will be in Philadelphia for the fifth time. <laughs> the last time Wrigley Field hosted a All-Star game was in 1990. However, to be fair, that was their sixth time hosting it. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens whenever you're – or third time. I'm sorry, the third time hosting it. Yeah. That's what happens when you're around forever, though. Right. <laughs> so, it'll be Citizens Bank Park's first time uh, hosting the All-Star Game in 2026. Next year, we are going to be in Seattle at T-Mobile Park for the second yep, time. I do remember that. And then we'll be at Globe Life in 2024. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. Good. Good deal. Yeah, I, I guess. I, again, I want Wrigley. Let's, let's get to Wrigley. Although, Boston... Wouldn't be bad. That 99 All-Star game sticks out as one of the b- greatest of all time. And I don't know why in my right. head it does, but just the image of Ted Williams. Yeah, I think The that, performance yeah. of Pedro, where, you know, he struck out Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa. Like, yeah. there are just moments in that. The home run derby from that night, it was like the perfect moment of all those big home run hitters that mm. are not in the Hall of Fame. But it is a great moment in that time of just it all felt so historic and so big at that moment yeah for sure and yeah i'd go back to boston for the all-star game mm-hmm. let's do it home yeah. run derby with the monster yeah i think that would be awesome let's do it mm-hmm. let's do it Make all it right happen um and then one more thing uh virginia football players with expiring eligibilities are getting an extra year. ESP reports the NCAA has granted some UVA players an extra season of eligibility following the tragic shooting that killed three teammates and injured two others last month. UVA canceled its final two games of the season in wake of the shooting. Only players who were in their final year of eligibility in 2022 were granted the extra season. Mm. How do you feel about that? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. <sighs> See, I'm not, but... Because you only missed two games. Yeah. It'd be one thing if he canceled half the season. Right. It's two games. They played most of the season. Mm-hmm. But now they get an entire extra year of eligibility for two games. Yeah. I, I just... It was a tragedy that happened. I'm not saying it wasn't. Right. But it was still only two games. Yeah. Yeah, I see your point. But either way. Yeah, I'm cool with it. That's all I got. All right, that's all you got. All right, so uh, I mentioned it in the Trash Hour, but let's take a look at what happened in college basketball last night. Not a lot of uh, stuff uh, happened, but... Uh, Purdue, uh, they easily uh, got by Hofstra, 85-66. Uh, Zach Eady continues to be one of the best players uh, this season. 23 points, 18 rebounds for uh, the big fella there for the Boilermakers. They're 9-0 and to uh, start the season there at number four in the country. Uh, UConn, uh, they destroyed Florida, 75-54. Uh, Tennessee uh, blew out Eastern Kentucky, 84-69. And then it was Indiana bouncing back after their first loss of the season against Rutgers the other day as they destroyed a Nebraska, 81-65. The only other game in the Big Ten was Michigan State. They've recently fell out of the uh, uh, polls, but they beat Penn State last night, 67-58 to uh, 58, uh, there. <laughs> on the immense side, at least, on the women's side, hey, the Illini yeah. picked up a, a win. Nice. Picked up a, a, a blowout win over Rutgers last night there at the uh, State Farm Center. So, um, pick up the uh, first Big Ten win. I like it. There. So, I mean, start. let's start to uh, start to notice the uh, the Illini women's team there. Off to an 8-2 and two, uh, start. Took Indiana to the brink the other night, and they blew out Rutgers 80-62 to uh, 62. Uh, there, so um, of course Iowa. They got that that one girl that's uh, amazing. I think that was her who scored 19 points last night. But um, yeah, let's uh, start to recognize the the Fighting Illini women's team. I know uh, Sydney and Chase Brown were there last night. I think Terrence Shannon Jr. was in attendance, but uh, not a lot of other uh, people there. Still disappointment. Yeah, uh, and the uh, and the attendance there at State Farm Center. I saw that last night, but um, I guess that's neither here nor there. Uh, games going on uh, tonight. Uh, not a lot happening in uh, college basketball, but uh, two uh, top twenty-five matchups. Uh, one in the Big Ten in Iowa in action in non-conference against Iowa State rivalry there. Uh, Iowa State currently ranked number twenty in the country right now, but the Hawkeyes they're favored by four. Uh, Ohio State's also hosting Rutgers uh, tonight as well. Uh, Ohio State's sliding in there to a number 25. And then uh, only other one other matchup in college basketball tonight on the men's side. It's Michigan squaring off against the Gophers of Minnesota in Big Ten play. The first Big Ten game for Michigan. Uh, Minnesota already 0-1-1 losing there. Uh, so that's what but, happened in college basketball last night. Well, before you get out of the college game, Travis, I want to go to college football real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, 
Dion, Coach Prime, has added his defensive coordinator, Charles Kelly from Alabama. From Alabama. And his offensive coordinator uh, is former Kent State head coach Sean Lewis. So uh, there is that. Now, here's the question I have for you, Travis. Mm -hmm. Who's going to have a more successful first season? Is it going to be Coach Prime or will it be Trent Dilfer? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. Because what are the expect? Trent Dilfer has no expectations going to UAB. There's none. No. Coach Prime's coming in saying, we're going to win. We're going to win. We're trying to get five-star recruits out here to Colorado. Like, he is setting the bar yeah. so high right? in his first year. I think anything less than a bowl is a disappointment. Right. Yeah, the expectations are very high, but, I mean, the, the bar is also low in the sense that, you know, Colorado not doing so hot no. this year. They only like one one yeah. game. So, you, you can't get much worse. And bringing in Coach Prime like that and a lot of hype around you. Yeah, but is anything better isn't better than one win or is getting one close coach to enough to turn it around? Yeah, when he can recruit like Coach Prime does. But he's not going to recruit an entire new team. He yeah. can't get a whole new team. Right, not this year. He no. can get a couple players for the upcoming season, mm-hmm. but he can't recruit an entire team unless. You'd have to have right. so many people drop out, recruit, you know, yeah. say they're not going to schools they've already committed to and stuff like that. Like, yes, I'm sure they're going to use the transfer portal for yeah, sure. Very heavily. Um, very heavily. But I just don't think in year one it's going to be that extreme of a turnaround, especially considering you're still going to have to go up against USC, Washington, Oregon, Utah, UCLA, and Oregon State. None of those teams aren't getting worse. Yeah. So, I mean, that right there is six contestable games right there. Yeah. I just don't see it. I think they're going to be better. But him coming out and being like, we're going to win. We're going to win a lot. And and stuff like that. Ease up a little bit there, Coach Prime. Like, you're still going to Colorado. Yeah, curve, curve the expectations a little bit, at least in year one. If I'm a student Mm -hmm. and I'm being recruited. Coach Prime, you may be great. I ain't dealing with a Colorado winner. <laughs> yeah. I ain't dealing with a Colorado winner if I got offers from UCLA or USC. I'm going to go hang out by the beach in November instead of the cold and mountains in Colorado where there's nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know a lot going on in Boulder. Not a lot. That's They got about one thing going for it, and that's about it. Skiing. I was gonna say, what's that? Skiing. Skiing. If you're okay. if you're into skiing, I I'm not. No. I've uh, been lucky in my life. Been uh, Rocky Mountain highs. Few to none broken bones, and if I uh, put on a pair of skis, I know that that streak would be broken. Yes. So. <laughs> I again, I just I'm, I, I think they're gonna improve. I, I, you have to improve after one win. There's nowhere to go but up. But I don't think they're making a bowl. I don't think they're getting close to it. Yeah. However, their one win this year was against California, so you got mm, that. There you go. So we'll mark it down on December 8th, 2022. Uh, Eric says that Colorado will not make a bowl. Come on, they lost to Minnesota 49-7. to and Minnesota had its moments. They lost to Air Force forty-one to ten. Yeah. They lost to Arizona forty-three to twenty. 
Mm-hmm. They lost to Stanford, who had three wins. I actually no, they didn't play Stanford. They lost to Oregon State by double digits. They lost to Arizona State by eight. Arizona State finished three and nine on the year. And then their final four games of the year, Travis. Oregon, 49-10, they lost. USC, 55-17, they lost. Washington, 54-7. And Utah, 63-21. Yeah. Competitive games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Colorado, not good this year. He can't turn the entire program around in a year. <laughs> Set expectations. That's what, uh, that's what everyone thinks, though. Because <laughs> it's true. Uh, so uh, yesterday, also in uh, college football uh, news, that one of the uh, top quarterback prospects for uh, the upcoming NFL draft is going to forego the bowl game. Uh, Will Levis is uh, going to skip the Music City Bowl uh, there. He's the quarterback from Kentucky, so he's going to enter into the draft. And uh, this Music City Bowl is going against uh, Kentucky, against Iowa. That's going to be shaping up to be a hot mess as you got two offenses outside of the top 100 in scoring and two top 15 scoring defenses. Iowa's down to their third-string quarterback with injuries and whatnot. And Kentucky's now with their backup quarterback that hasn't played all season and a few first-time receivers there. So it's going to be a hot mess there in Nashville. So what you're saying is avoid that game if possible. (laughs) Yes. Yes, uh, avoid it, please. Or it just could just be entertaining television because it would be so bad. That's true. (laughs) So... Uh, Illinois escaped uh, escaped that one from the Music City uh, perspective. But, uh, hey, it would have been an easy win uh, for us if we would have got that. But I'm sure Illini fans that are going to the game are big thumbs up. I know the players were huge smiles on their faces when they realized that they were going to play in a warm weather environment in January and can experience Tampa Mm -hmm. and can experience Florida for the new year there. So, uh, let's uh, switch things over to uh, hockey. Uh, a couple of things uh, significant happened uh, last night. Uh, the uh, Flames, not one of them. I'll save the significance for uh, last. The Flames five to three over the Wild. Bruins shut out the Abs of four to nothing. Bruins twenty one three and one start to the season. Uh, Connor McDavid scores a, a couple of goals, um, and uh, the. Uh, Edmonton beat the Coyotes eight to two last night. Uh, Rangers over the uh, Knights five to one. Uh, the Canucks in overtime over the Sharks, high scoring affair, six to five. If you thought Edmonton's eight goals, well, that had nothing on a team that I'll mention uh, coming up last. But uh, Alexander Ovechkin, he scored a, a couple of times last night, and he now stands at seven hundred and ninety-five goals. So. Only five goals away from 800 for uh, Ovi, and uh, the Capitals also picked up the win four to one last night over the uh, Flyers. So, uh, you know, in the next upcoming weeks, I don't think uh, in a three-game span he could get it, but it would be uh, kind of cool if uh, he could do it against the Blackhawks up in Chicago yeah. next Tuesday. Uh, but. Uh, you got Seattle and Winnipeg before that. Like I said, five goals in three games, that's a lot. But uh, it would be kind of cool if you could see it. And that's also on national television as well, probably because of that fact. Uh, you also got, uh, after Chicago, home games against Dallas, Toronto, uh, Detroit, 
possibly. It also could be, you know, cool for Detroit purposes. Uh, I think he's already had that moment <clears throat> on the road for uh, Gordy Howe and all that. But right. that would be a kind of cool. Uh, but it's it's coming in the next uh, week and a half or so or two weeks uh, for, for OV reaching the 800 uh, mark. And uh, no one would score. Uh, more goals than Ovi besides Wayne Gretzky by by the end of it, and uh, still got a lot to shoot for for the great one uh, with goals. But uh, Ovi closing in on 800 and closing in on quite a career mm-hmm. uh, there Absolutely. for for him. And then uh, last night, like I said, if you thought eight goals was a lot, well, that had nothing. Buffalo said, "Hold my beer on ice," because they scored six in the first period alone. Tage Thompson had four goals all by himself in the first period. Tage Thompson ended with five goals last night as a Buffalo went on to win, win this one nine to four over Columbus last night. So with Tage Thompson, have yourself a night young man, four goals in one period and then five in the entire game. So uh, what a performance uh, last night for the youngster from a Buffalo um, let's uh, take a look at what is happening tonight. Preds going up against the Lightning in Tampa. Kings at Maple Leafs. Red Wings and uh, Panthers. Uh, Blues back in action against the uh, Jets there at Enterprise this evening. And we also got the uh, Senators squaring off against the uh, Stars tonight as well. So, you know, I'll be keeping an eye out on that uh, Blues game there against uh, the uh, Jets. Tonight, while watching your Rams, while watching the Rams, possibly having another eye on that as well, for sure. Possibly finding it, trying to find it other ways, of course, legally, yes. of course. Of course, I mean, any other way would be just wrong, right? Right, so there you go. We'll uh, we'll report about it on it tomorrow. All right. All righty. You got anything else? No, just tomorrow's a big show. We got our pick em. We got looking forward to the weekend in sports. Uh, <coughs> have you decided what we're doing for uh, pick em with the games? How many games have we got? We got two. Two? Actually, we got three because we have an NBA game we're broadcasting on 989 the game on Sunday on Saturday. <laughs> we're, we're throwing in the NBA because we're so desperate hey, with the Bears and Colts. Hey, off. you know what? And I said any lot. game we're doing. <laughs> And we're getting into bowl season soon, so we'll have even more games to do. <laughs> the NBA. NBA. I love it. Uh, don't ask me what game it is because I couldn't tell you. Hold on. If you give me two um, seconds, I'll tell you. I'm waiting with um, anticipation, bated oh, breath. I deleted that email. Uh, for this one. Why would you delete an email for a game that we are going to be Because I have multiple emails. Uh, broadcasting. I have multiple ones. What? Okay. No. Saturday, Boston at Golden State. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. And Finals then, rematch. And then Sunday for NFL, we have uh, the Eagles and the Giants and the Panthers and the Seahawks. Mm. And then I believe next Friday, the 16th, we'll have the Hometown Lenders Bahamas Bowl, Travis. Yes, the Bahamas Bowl. Which will actually knock us off the air. So What? Yeah, 10 a.m. Friday, 16th. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
right. We'll, we'll discuss more of this off air. Don't worry <laughs> about what bowls we may or may not do. I mean, I guess necessarily we wouldn't have to do a, a show. You could do a podcast, the special mm-hmm. for for that day. But, uh, yeah, I guess this is a conversation that we should be having uh, off the air. And coming up on the 18th, unless U of I has a game, which I'll have to check. But if the U of I does not have a game, Chicago Bears football right on 98.9 the game. Bears football. They take on the Eagles. So you get back-to-back Eagles games. Ooh. There you go. There you go. Uh, the 18th is clear. What about Christmas Day? Is it clear? Uh, Christmas Day. I mean, I don't have anything scheduled besides okay. Christmas Day. Yeah, because we're going to have NBA basketball that day. Of course, it's Christmas Day. We always do NBA games on Christmas, and the two games will be broadcasting Milwaukee at Boston and Memphis at Golden State. But what about football? Well, the NFL, the Colts, we have the Colts. Mm-hmm. We got a special Christmas Eve edition of NFL football. Yes. Or maybe a bowl game. Let's see which one we want to do. We'll have to see. We'll have to flip, flip a coin flip before a coin. that. And then, of course, uh, the uh, most magical game of all a couple of days before Christmas Eve. Bragging rights, of course. Oh, Illinois, Missouri. I was going to say that a couple of days after Christmas, when Illinois gets back to a bowl on the second, we'll have that game. Yeah, just a couple of days. A couple of days after. Week and a half. <laughs> a couple of days after New Year's. How's that? There you go. There we go. Mm. But yeah, lots of stuff coming up on the show. Big stuff, stuff in the of future. Of course. Of course, our uh, end of the year show as yes. well coming up, uh, as we mentioned that the other day, and I started to think about it. Yeah. Started to think about the top ten stories. And I have a list that I may be breaking out after the first of the year to do little chunks of something throughout a couple of weeks, but I'll explain more about that later on. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Look forward to more information on that, and we're gonna get out of here for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks for downloading. We'll be back for you tomorrow for your Friday set for the weekend. Until then, we will talk to you then. Peace out, peeps.